All right, here we go. Wow, I mean, what a day, what a start to the day. I mean, yesterday, the NASDAQ down 1.6% for the worst day of since, what, 2020 or something like this. So is this beginning from the end? Uh, what's happening here? We'll take a look at this. We'll also take a look at our positions, as well as uh, what are new positions, new trades that we can enter. So welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Morgan. Today is, what do we have today? Wednesday already, January 3rd. In this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And geez, Mark, we should probably start with the Nasdaq because the Nasdaq yesterday, holy cannoli. I mean, look at this. What a slide. A uh, pretty big slide, Marcus. And I, I didn't see that it was the worst since 2020, but it definitely was the worst day in three months uh, with oh, the yeah, Nasdaq yeah. down. 1.6 percent still a still a big drop compared to what we've seen recently uh it seems like everybody was ready to sell big tech or the magnificent seven and take some profits here yeah it, it all started with apple yesterday because apple got uh, downgraded by barclays uh and barclays said well seems that iphone sales are slowing down seems that uh ipad sales are slowing down uh then they had the hiccup with the watches where apple for a few days could not sell the watches. I think the court date is next week. So there, there were just a lot of things going on. And this is where Barclay said, eh, well, we don't think that this is a good day for Apple or that this is good for Apple. So Apple down yesterday, 3.5%. Yeah, that's a big drop for Apple. And we see that there still is a little follow through today. Yeah, so, uh, and I mean, you, you talked about it, the Magnificent Seven. I mean, if we take a look at uh, stocks like NVIDIA, uh, yesterday also a slide, but I think that yesterday, especially AMD got hammered. Did you see this? So AMD yesterday, um, what was it? Down almost 6% with a follow through today, another 2.5% down today. And that's the interesting right now. Interesting thing right now. It looks like there still is some selling. If you look at our heat map, Marcus and PowerX Optimizer, you could see that there's really selling across the board. Now, healthcare is seeing a little bit of a boost, and actually, that's uh, something that was in the spotlight yesterday and why the Dow hung in there. Um, but a lot of red overall. Yeah, and if you, if you look at it, Tesla down 3.5%. I mean, Apple with the follow-through, AMD, NVIDIA down. Uh, but I mean, overall, it, it looks almost fairly mixed, right? We also have Microsoft up, Amazon up, Google up, Meta up. So, I mean, right now, markets are trying to figure out of what's happening here. Funny. I mean, for me, I see a lot of red except for healthcare and uh, energy um, which is unfortunate because I was hoping to get into another energy play. Yeah, and that's exactly what we were looking at. I mean, well, we'll talk about some trades that we're looking at uh, in, in a little bit. But yeah, super surprising. Uh, what is going on here today? And uh, I mean, just if you if you look at uh, the economic calendar, I mean, today not a bad day overall. Yeah, we, we, looking at ISM manufacturing coming in a little bit better than expected. Jolt's jobs uh, coming in lower than expected, which is what the Fed would like to see. And uh, not a, a significant change where, hey, we have to worry about the economy, but uh, definitely the, the trend that the Fed would prefer. And ISM manufacturing prices coming down a little bit, which also would be a positive. 
Yeah, and uh, then we have this afternoon, the Fed meeting minutes. And I mean, this might be, <coughs> oh, excuse me, another market mover. It's always a wild card. It's it's always a wild card. The the Fed statement, press conference, that whole you know business that the Fed does, uh, wrapping up their policy meeting, that's always going to be a market mover. But you never know what might be tucked in there that traders could potentially get excited about. And excited meaning either way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, especially since this morning we had the first Fed member of the year speaking. Barkin speaks. And uh, so it was quite interesting because uh, on the one hand, he says, well, looks like we can get a soft landing, but we also might hike rates if needed. I found this very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but wouldn't you expect that? I, you know, it seems like the soft landing narrative is is now the 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 most popular uh, scenario with investors, and of course, the Fed could hike rates again if if it's necessary. I, right. I, I don't know. I, I didn't think that was too much of a concern. Uh, it's just interesting how uh, I think uh, how how they start to use metaphors here, um, because we know that uh, at some point, um, Fed Chief Powell talked about a car slowing down, right? He said, at first you're going down a highway and you're going really fast and uh, then you're getting off the highway so you're slowing down and as you're getting towards your target and this is when they talked about, okay, why did they right now assess and slowing down hiking rates and this was a few months ago. Now, he now used the analogy of a pilot bring down an airplane for landing. So <laughs> the Fed is getting a little bit more colorful in their speeches, it seems. Now, I find that a little more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so let's see what else is going on. Oh, let's talk about rate cuts. So because that's uh, the, the next question. Okay. Will we see rate cuts? And uh, right now, I mean, traders are factoring in. Uh, let's go to the probabilities here. And almost 70%, 66.5%, so two-thirds uh, for a possible rate card as early as March. Now, this is much, much sooner than everybody expected it. Exactly. Well, traders expect it in March, but every the Fed doesn't expect it in March, right? Because the probabilities are saying, hey, based on CME Fed funds futures, this is what the probability is. But you know what, Marcus? This is why I think we could see some volatility in this first half of the year. And in the second half of the year, I think that it will be a decent second half to 2024. Uh, but this is why I believe there's going to be volatility. It's because the Fed and what they have said versus trader expectations, I, I think, is, is not in alignment and the Fed could potentially wait until June. And again, what I've said before is that if they do cut rates sooner, I think it's because of economic concerns trying to, to get that soft landing. And we don't want that to be the reason that the Fed's cutting. We want the reason to be that the Fed sees the inflation fight being over. Yeah. And I mean, this where uh, right now the yield is ticking up again. I'm looking at the 10 year yield here. I mean, this yeah. morning, look at this. Oops quickly dipping about 4%. And that's another thing, right? There were 
the markets could actually do the job for the Fed. Uh, we know that this is exactly something that uh, happened earlier. And this is what gave uh, the Fed reason to pause and not go through sure. with the rate hikes as they indicated, uh, because uh, the yield was just climbing like crazy and topping even 5%. Oops. <laughs> well, that's quite interesting. Um, there we go. Uh, now yeah, it was falling, but now with it ticking up again, I mean, this is actually working in the favor for the Fed. Yeah, it's not necessarily what investors want to see, because when we start to get back above 4%, uh, that could have an impact on stocks. And I, I think that's why we're down again today. Um, so not necessarily what traders or investors would like to see, at least if you're long or, or bullish the market. Um, but you're right, it could have the impact that the Fed wants. Uh, but uh, we'll see if we, where we hold up there because so far rejecting that 4% level. Yeah. Bitcoin. I mean, we've been talking over the past few days about, uh, from, um, about Bitcoin because Bitcoin topped 45,000 and then pulling back. Look at this. I mean, towards 41,000. I mean, that is a pretty healthy 10% slide here. I mean, and I didn't see any news that's causing it. Uh, might just be that uh, the trader started the party too early. <laughs> you know, um, th there's just a lot. Uh, I, I guess there was this rumor um, that said it, it crashed because of panic over the United States regulators rejecting the spot exchange traded fund um, and that it, there was this this, you know, kind of a flash crash there. Um, but it doesn't seem like that was verified. Um, anyway, definitely some volatility. I, I still wouldn't be surprised if we have a situation where it's, oh gosh, because I, I, well, I, go, I go back and forth on this one. All but right. buy the rumor, sell the fact, right? Now, it's a little different this time because of how, funds will need to position or how the ETF for the spot ETF would need to position uh, the the tracking of, of, of Bitcoin there. However, we see this all the time where someone gets excited about pot stocks because uh, the government or, you know, California is legalizing it or Canada is legalizing it, whatever it is. And the run up took place six months prior. Everybody gets excited and then they're wondering why uh, pot stocks are going down. Um, it, it's just the same thing playing out over and over again. I wonder if at least short term, we're not going to see this in. So you're not buying the Bitcoin ETF when it comes out? No. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, let's actually jump over to, to our position and see what is happening there. Talking about uh, buying stocks. And uh, that's what we like to do like to uh, buy stocks at a discount, and that's what we do with our wheel strategy. And uh, so uh, let's first talk about the stocks that we have in our portfolio and then about uh, some possible trades. So Canadian Solar, uh, I mean, this were today, um, yeah, a little bit down. I mean, a little bit down is good. I mean, we're down, uh, what, almost 4%. And this is just because interest rates start ticking up yeah. again. I mean, I'm, I'm still very happy with the trend line that we see here. Uh, so it, it's a fairly steep trend line. I, I think we're good here. Of course, I would like to see that we are breaking above 27 here uh, so that we get closer, closer to our cost basis. But uh, I mean, at this point, uh, 
I'm okay. I'm okay. Let's say, I mean, this is where um, with the Fed meeting minutes this afternoon, it could quickly recover. Yeah, and you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but we really have two jobs here when we're trading the wheel strategy. Manage open positions, look for new positions, right? And in this case, with CSIQ, if we want to rally on up towards our cost basis, fantastic. If we pull back, I'm ready to do a rescue. Uh, I definitely would have loved to do a rescue in that 2021 range, which I did not. So on one hand, I, I don't want to see us fall back down here, but if we do, it's not going to bother me because I'll just add shares. It looks like we have some nice support, some stability down at that level. Um, so, hey, either way, I'm a, it's a win for me. Yeah. NEE, NEE, uh, just hanging in there. I mean, nicely following this trend line. Um, and we, we need to see the break above the uh, the 64 yeah. level here. Uh, so this is where um, we, our cost base is at 69.50, my break even at 67.58. So, uh, I mean, once it breaks above 64, hopefully we can very quickly get into call selling territory. Uh, this was one, um, not really a, a V-shaped recovery, but after dropping quickly, it just went up. So it didn't hang out here like CSIQ. So therefore, never um, an opportunity for us to fly a rescue mission. Yeah, and this is one I do feel differently about. I just want to see this continue to move right on up with that trend line, uh, get back to our cost basis so we can move on. Uh, I don't want to see this pullback. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's UPS. Uh, UPS uh, down a percent today. Uh, right now, it seems that UPS uh, is establishing a new range right here. So uh, this is a range between, what, 155 and 160. I was able to sell the 160 calls yesterday against my existing positions. I mean, I'm rooting for you that it breaks out and that you can start uh, selling uh, some calls because I was able to bring down my break even really nicely to 147.38. Yeah, you've done an awesome job managing this one. Uh, I do like that support around 156 seems to be holding up. And uh, let's just move to the upside and sell calls and free up another position. Yeah. So in terms of uh, new stocks on the scanner, not too much. I was keeping an eye on uh, UAL this morning, uh, United Airlines. Uh, let me just bring it up here. So I wanted to see if there's a possibility to sell puts right now. The strike price that is being offered at uh, 38 is a little bit too high for me. I mean, I would like to have a, a strike price of 36 and then I might be interested in buying UAL because we have been trading really nicely in this range between uh, 36 and, and 60 for UAL, United Airlines. I, I agree. I like the, the range. I traded it multiple times, uh, maybe I think it was 2022 and a, a little different because they were losing money in the pandemic, but I felt it was a very unique situation and I liked how UAL traded uh, or trades compared to uh, some of the other airlines. So definitely something that I would consider, but I agree on that support. Yeah. So a few others uh, that we're keeping an eye on in our watch list is uh, both Oxy uh, that I have traded and XOM. So right now available a strike price of 60. Again, for me, a little bit too high. Uh, what I see here is that I see some more support at around 56, 57. 
I'm probably okay taking it around 58, but 60 for me, that's too high. And this one's a little unfortunate because I, I thought we would have an opportunity to, to get a nice uh, oil and gas play the first week of 2024, whether it be Oxy or ExxonMobil, Chevron even, something to consider. Uh, but with crude oil up 3%, I mean, we have a rule of thumb, sell puts on down days, sell calls on up days. And it helps keeps things manageable and focused on the right opportunity in the market. And crude oil is just soaring here. So oil and gas stocks, uh, not really uh, pulling back with the overall market. A lot of this due to geopolitical tension. Yes. So um, brought up XOM, at what level would you be comfortable trading it? You know... 98 to 100, 100 on, on the uh, higher side. And on Friday, last trading day of 2023, the 99 popped up briefly. Um, and in hindsight, I wish I took it, but it was, I, I also wasn't focused too much on trading uh, Friday going into a uh, holiday. So yeah, I decided to hold off. I mean, I, I agree. 99, I'll probably take it at 100. Let's see. Again, today, a little bit difficult with crude all up. Uh, let's see where XOM is today if we uh, zoom in a little bit. So XOM yeah, up uh, a quarter of a percentage point. So if this turns around and the, yeah, I think the 99, that would be a really nice one. Yeah. Yeah, because we saw that drop lower, but... Uh, yeah, looking back, it looks like we now have some short-term support and looking back at previous support levels. I like Exxon. Uh, that's probably my favorite, and uh, this might be one uh, to, to take today if the market slides. So let's go back to uh, the S&P and the NASDAQ and see what is happening here today. It uh, seems that uh, after initially the, the drop uh, recovered a little bit, Still negative. Uh, so if you look at it, uh, so we are negative 0.64%, uh, the S&P 0.7 in the Dow and the Nasdaq again lagging 0.8%. But right now, they're pretty much all in line. Yesterday, it was really the Nasdaq selling off. I think the Dow yesterday was even positive. It was, I can't remember where we ended, but it was definitely clinging to those gains for a good part of the session. Yeah. All right, so we will see what happens. And we do have uh, more reports coming out this week. So on the economic calendar, uh, tomorrow we have the ADP non-farm employment change. And then uh, the big one will be on Friday, the jobs report. Busy week for the economic calendar. Absolutely. And we'll be here to guide you through and uh, show you what we are doing, what's happening in the markets. And uh, if you're enjoying this, do us a favor and give us a like. Also, if you feel that others can benefit from this video, share it. There's a button right below here. And if this is your first time here, click on subscribe and uh, then hit the little notification bell. This way you get notified whenever we go live, which will be again tomorrow morning. And until then, have a great rest of your day. Happy trading, everybody.